Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today's the fourth day of January. Welcome. Day four. You're here. And man, what a good thing you are doing by being here. Just showing up and allowing God to speak to your heart, to your soul, to your mind, to your spirit through his word to know and be known. That is the goal. And so well done on day four on this journey of chronological. Uh, Let me first uh, just offer another little explanation of why we do things the way that we do. At the end of this week, I will be done and my daughter China will take the mic and she will start a brand new week with a brand new translation. We will change translations of the Bible every week. That happens every Sunday. We do that because, uh, well, one, it's hard to pick a whole translation for the entire year. And secondly, we do that because, well, we would normally not read different translations on our own. This causes us to hear things a little differently. When you hear things differently, it hits differently. It it can leave a mark sometimes. And so we do that just to switch things up. And listen, there may be translations that you don't particularly like. Please stay with it. Please don't walk away because of a translation. We will eventually switch it again. But I promise you, uh, it might not be your preference, but it also might be what you need to hear, what God does need to speak and say to you. So that happens at the beginning of every new week. We change readers and we change translations. And that will begin this Sunday. We are reading the Bible in chronological order. So what that means is that we jump around in historical order as best as historians and theologians can tell. And we will go out of order if you're following along in a regular Bible that is written book by book, Genesis to Revelation. And we are just going to, we're going to jump around in historical order. What that means for today is that we're taking a break from Genesis. We're just pausing it. We will come back to it. And we're starting the book of Job Interestingly enough, the book of Job is one of the oldest books of the Bible, and it's quite a story. And I certainly don't want to give too much away, but I'm just, I'm going to tell you, it's going to get redundant, and you have to stay with the story. And it's going to get redundant, and you have to stay with the story. And it's going to get redundant, but there are valid moments and teachable lessons that we can learn from that redundancy. So let's stay with the story and let's dive into Job today. We're reading Job chapters one through five. And this week for a few more days, we're in the New Living Translation, Job chapter one. There was a man named Job who lived in the land of Uz. He was blameless, a man of complete integrity, He feared God and stayed away from evil. He had seven sons and three daughters. 
He owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 teams of oxen, and 500 female donkeys. He also had many servants. He was, in fact, the richest person in that entire area. Job's sons would take turns preparing feasts in their homes, and they would also invite their three sisters to celebrate with him. When these celebrations ended, sometimes after several days, Job would purify his children. He would get up early in the morning and offer a burnt offering for each of them. For Job said to himself, Perhaps my children have sinned and have cursed God in their hearts. This was Job's regular practice. One day the members of the heavenly court came to present themselves before the Lord, and the accuser, Satan, came with them. Where have you come from? The Lord asked Satan. Satan answered the Lord, I have been patrolling the earth, watching everything that's going on. Then the Lord asked Satan, Have you noticed my servant Job? He is the finest man in all the earth. He is blameless, a man of complete integrity. He fears God and stays away from evil. Satan replied to the Lord, Yes, but Job has good reason to fear God. You have always put a wall of protection around him in his home and his property. You have made him prosper in everything he does. Look how rich he is. But reach out and take away everything he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. All right, you may test him, the Lord said to Satan. Do whatever you want with everything he possesses, but don't harm him physically. So Satan left the Lord's presence. One day when Job's sons and daughters were feasting at the oldest brother's house, a messenger arrived at Job's home with this news. Your oxen were plowing with the donkeys feeding beside them when the Sabians raided us. They stole all the animals and killed all the farmhands. I am the only one who escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger arrived with this news. The fire of God has fallen from heaven and burned up your sheep and all the shepherds. I am the only one who escaped to tell you. When he was still speaking, a third messenger arrived with this news. Three bands of Chaldean raiders have stolen your camels and killed your servants. I am the only one who escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger arrived with this news. Your sons and daughters were feasting in their oldest brother's home. Suddenly a powerful wind swept in from the wilderness and hit the house on all sides. The house collapsed, and all your children are dead. I am the only one who escaped to tell you. Job stood up and tore his robe in grief. Then he shaved his head and fell to the ground to worship. He said, I came naked from my mother's womb, and I will be naked when I leave. The Lord gave me what I had, and the Lord has taken it away. Praise the name of the Lord. In all of this, Job did not sin by blaming God. One day the members of the heavenly court came again to present themselves before the Lord, and the accuser, Satan, came with them. Where have you come from? the Lord asked Satan. Satan answered the Lord, I have been patrolling the earth, watching everything that's going on. Then the Lord asked Satan, 
Have you noticed my servant Job? He is the finest man in all the earth. He is blameless, a man of complete integrity. He fears God and stays away from evil, and he has maintained his integrity, even though you urged me to harm him without cause. Satan replied to the Lord, Skin for skin, a man will give up everything he has to save his life, but reach out and take away his health, and he will surely curse you to your face. All right, do with him as you please, the Lord said to Satan, but spare his life. So Satan left the Lord's presence, and he struck Job with terrible boils from head to foot. Job scraped his skin with a piece of broken pottery as he sat among the ashes. His wife said to him, Are you still trying to maintain your integrity? Curse God and die. But Job replied, You talk like a foolish woman. Should we accept only good things from the hand of God and never anything bad? So in all this, Job said nothing wrong. When three of Job's friends heard of the tragedy he had suffered, they got together and traveled from their homes to comfort and console him. Their names were Eliphaz the Temanite, Bildad the Shuhite, and Zophar the Namathite. When they saw Job from a distance, they scarcely recognized him. Wailing loudly, they tore their robes and threw dust into the air over their heads to show their grief. Then they sat on the ground with him for seven days and nights. No one said a word to Job, for they saw that his suffering was too great for words. At last Job spoke, and he cursed the day of his birth. He said, Let the day of my birth be erased, and the night I was conceived. Let that day be turned to darkness. Let it be lost even to God on high, and let no light shine on it. Let the darkness and utter gloom claim that day for its own. Let a black cloud overshadow it, and let the darkness terrify it. Let that night be blotted off the calendar, never again to be counted among the days of the year, never again to appear among the months. Let that night be childless. Let it have no joy. Let those who are experts at cursing, whose cursing could rouse Leviathan, curse that day. Let its morning stars remain dark. Let it hope for light, but in vain. May it never see the morning light. Curse that day for failing to shut my mother's womb, for letting me be born to see all this trouble. Why wasn't I born dead? Why didn't I die as I came from the womb? Why was I laid on my mother's lap? Why did she nurse me at her breasts? Had I died at birth, I would now be at peace. I would be asleep and at rest. I would rest with the world's kings and prime ministers whose great buildings now lie in ruins. I would rest with princes rich in gold, whose palaces were filled with silver. Why wasn't I buried like a stillborn child, like a baby who never lives to see the light? For in death, the wicked cause no trouble, and the weary are at rest. Even captives are at ease in death, with no guards to curse them. Rich and poor are both there, and the slave is free from his master. Oh, why give light to those in misery and life to those who are bitter? They long for death and it won't come. 
They search for death more eagerly than for hidden treasure. They're filled with joy when they finally die and rejoice when they find the grave. Why is life given to those with no future, those God has surrounded with difficulties? I cannot eat for sighing. My groans pour out like water. What I always feared has happened to me. What I dreaded has come true. I have no peace, no quietness. I have no rest. Only trouble comes. Then Eliphaz, the Temanite, replied to Job, Will you be patient and let me say a word? For who could keep from speaking out? In the past you have encouraged many people. You have strengthened those who were weak. Your words have supported those who were falling. You encouraged those with shaky knees. But now, when trouble strikes, you lose heart. You are terrified when it touches you. Doesn't your reverence for God give you confidence? Doesn't your life of integrity give you hope? Stop and think. Do the innocent die? When have the upright been destroyed? My experience shows that those who plant trouble and cultivate evil will harvest the same. A breath from God destroys them. They vanish in a blast of his anger. The lion roars and the wild cat snarls, but the teeth of strong lions will be broken. The fierce lion will starve for lack of prey and the cubs of the lioness will be scattered. This truth was given to me in secret, as though whispered in my ear. It came to me in a disturbing vision at night when people are in a deep sleep. Fear gripped me, and my bones trembled. A spirit swept past my face, and my hair stood on end. The spirit stopped, but I couldn't see its shape. There was a form before my eyes, in the silence I heard a voice say, can a mortal be innocent before God? Can anyone be pure before the Creator? If God does not trust His own angels and has charged His messengers with foolishness, how much less will He trust people made of clay? They are made of dust, crushed as easily as a moth. They are alive in the morning but dead by evening, gone forever without a trace. Their tent cords are pulled and the tent collapses and they die and ignorance. Cry for help, but will anyone answer you? Which of the angels will help you? Surely resentment destroys the fool and jealousy kills the simple. I have seen that fools may be successful for the moment, but then comes sudden disaster. Their children are abandoned far from help. They are crushed in court with no one to defend them. The hungry devour their harvest even when it is guarded by brambles. The thirsty pant after their wealth. But evil does not spring from the soil, and trouble does not sprout from the earth. People are born for trouble as readily as sparks fly up from a fire. If I were you, I would go to God and present my case to Him. He does great things too marvelous to understand. He performs countless miracles. He gives rain for the earth and water for the fields. He gives prosperity to the poor and protects those who suffer. He frustrates the plans of schemers so the work of their hands will not succeed. He traps the wise in their own cleverness so their cunning schemes are thwarted. They find it is dark in the daytime and they grope at noon as if it were night. He rescues the poor from the cutting words of the strong 
and rescues them from the clutches of the powerful. And so at last the poor have hope and the snapping jaws of the wicked are shut. But consider the joy of those corrected by God. Do not despise the discipline of the Almighty when you sin. For though he wounds, he also bandages. He strikes, but his hands also heal. From six disasters, he will rescue you. Even in the seventh, he will keep you from evil. He will save you from death in time of famine. From the power of the sword in time of war, you will be safe from slander and have no fear when destruction comes. You will laugh at destruction and famine. Wild animals will not terrify you. You will be at peace with the stones of the field and its wild animals will be at peace with you. You will know that your home is safe. When you survey your possessions, nothing will be missing. You will have many children. Your descendants will be as plentiful as grass. You will go to the grave at a ripe old age, like a sheaf of grain harvested at the proper time. We have studied life and found all this to be true. Listen to my counsel and apply it to yourself. If you really stayed with the story, I would, I would just invite you maybe even to pause the podcast. Give yourself a minute or two and see what you're wrestling with here. This is definitely a story where there's going to be some wrestling. And it may even be in several different places. And maybe even just right off the very top when Satan enters the presence of the Lord. Because that part always, always kind of trips me up a little bit. We can feel so unworthy coming into the presence of God because we've lived with ourselves. We know exactly what we did wrong and diminishment has settled in and we have dehumanized ourselves from even coming and entering into worship with God. And here he allows Satan. Okay, great. I'll take it. If he's worthy of entering, then I'm going to change my mindset and I'm coming in. So we can just start there. Satan is allowed access to the presence of the Lord. And then if I'm just being honest, I'm going to wrestle through this conversation that takes place between God and Satan. And then I'm going to pause there just for a second and say, I realize we didn't spend much time on him at the beginning of creation on day one. So if you have the time allotment, I would highly suggest going to the channel of Daily Audio Bible where Brian reads and listen through days one through three and his offering of the fall in the Old Testament reading on those days, the first through the third. Okay, that's the end of that little pause sidebar right there. Here's the last thing I'm going to comment on today. This story can be an example of the question that we so many times ask. Why do bad things happen to good people? 
And then as we go through this story over the course of the next days, you might hear every possible human emotion expressed and question that we wrestle with during grief. And then we're going to hear from Job's friends like we did today with Eliphaz coming and replying to Job. I was listening to a commentary regarding the book of Job and (laughs) it was exactly what I have thought before. Job's friends were good friends to him during grief until they opened their mouth. We already see the beginning of that here today. And in the words of my 10-year-old, it's it's gonna get cringy. And then it's probably gonna get extra cringy if we really stop and examine our own words and our own actions and think of the times that we thought we were doing a good thing by offering our perspective, offering our good meaning advice, such as chapter four, verse eight, my experience shows that those who plant trouble and cultivate evil will harvest the same. We so many times enter into someone else's grief from our own unilateral perspective thinking we're being helpful and we usually end up doing more harm than good if I'm just being honest. This seems a good landing place for today because like I said, gonna be here for a bit and we're gonna have to wrestle through some things and so I want to say that Wrestling through these parts of the Bible are completely welcomed here. Uh, Maybe, sadly, you have been in an environment where the questions and the wrestling are not welcomed and you've been shamed for it. And that saddens me greatly. Uh, It's also part of my story being in church culture my entire life. So I want to validate that I think it's a really necessary part of our faith. And secondly, I want to offer you room in the space uh, to do that. And this story of Job will not be an isolated wrestling match. There will be other parts of scripture that you may or may not have to wrestle through. And really the best place to do that is with God himself. And ask him your questions and take them to him. A second really good place is a journal. And a third great place uh, is a safe friend. Someone who will not shame you and someone who doesn't know all of the answers because who does? And maybe even someone who just will listen to you and hear you. Which ironically (laughs) is what Job could have used in this story so questions yep wrestling absolutely and am i sure i sure am so father we thank you for your word today we thank you that you are safe 
I thank you for this safe place that you have provided for so many, including myself, to hear your word, to sit with your word, to make space for your word and allow our hearts to feel what rises up and to sit with that emotion and to invite you into it, to come and to speak. And even when it gets hard, Father, when we hear hard things that make us cringe because we hear our own words and we see our own actions that we uh, have maybe been not so proud of and even been ashamed of and don't really know what to do with that shame and that regret, I thank you that we can offer that to you. And you cause us to change, to make a different movement going forward the next time which is repentance to bring that to you to lay it at your feet and to do differently next time and so as we walk through this story of job and we hear the words that might be difficult i pray that your holy spirit would be part of this process of listening and that the holy spirit would come and comfort counsel us, guide us into all truth. I thank you that you hear this prayer and you hear your people. And you do not meet us with shame or condemnation, but with grace, mercy, love, compassion, conviction. Compel us to change. We pray this now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Daily audio Bible that's home base. Check it out if you've not. That is our website. The app I've already talked about at the front end. Uh, so if you have not, now is a good time to download that and utilize that for your reading. If you would like to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, thank you so much for your partnership. We could not keep this moving forward without you. And we are so grateful. For each and every single one of you. If you're giving by mail, DAB PO Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee 37174. Or if you're utilizing that app, hit the give icon. It's up at the top right hand corner of your mobile device. And lastly, if you have a prayer request, there's several different ways for you to do so. 800 583 2164. Or if you're utilizing the app, hit the red circle button up at the top right-hand corner. You have two minutes on the prayer line. Hit submit at the end and then turn that little wheel over to chronological and it'll get to the right place. We do have social media pages for you to reach out to if you're looking for a friend. If you would like to connect with people deeper, Daily Audio Bible is the official. Look for the red wind farm logo. D-A-B Friends Daily Audio Bible Chronological and D-A-B-C Friends and then my own little playground that I love to connect and encourage women is at Daily Audio Bible Women if you go to any of those pages and like hit the little thumb or hit follow and you'll get the daily postings and then it's just a great way to reach out to a fellow dabber or somebody that you've heard that called in 
and you want to connect with them and you don't want to do it publicly or if you haven't heard from them in a while and you just want to check in with them, we ask that you do that there and that will help keep the prayer lines focused on prayer. That's going to do it for me today. We'll turn the page and continue in the story of Job tomorrow. I'm Jill. Until then, love one another. Happy New Year, Daily Audio Bible, Chronological. This is Michael from Middletown. I just want to welcome all the newcomers and those that have been with the Daily Audio Bible or Daily Audio Bible Chronological. And I just want to wish you guys a very happy, safe, blessed New Year. Um, We're not alone. And because of this platform, we're able to come and share anything we need to. Never think that your prayers are too little or, uh, or they have to be a big prayer or a big ask. Uh, our God is the same, the small prayers as well as the big prayers. And He loves us all just the same. So again, Pray that you're encouraged and just keep growing and take it day by day and uh, just see what happens when God is first and you get that daily bread and watch how that transforms each and every day and always be mindful of other people around you and always show them the light Jesus has given us to be that light in the darkness. Have a great night. Love you guys. Bye. Hi, my name is Debbie. Um, I'm calling for the first time. I've been listening to the Daily Audio Bible uh, Chronological for a couple years now, but I've been pretty inconsistent, and this is the first time that I've been able to catch the podcast in real time. Um, And for that, I'm grateful. Uh, I just ask to be lifted up in prayer right now. I'm pregnant at 22. Um, I moved to Washington State from California exactly one year ago today, and I'm completely isolated. I have no friends. Um, I'm highly agoraphobic and unemployed, so I haven't gone out in a while. And... I'm extremely depressed. My studio apartment is a mess. And I can't find the strength or motivation to do anything. I try to take my life on Christmas from all the loneliness. And I just don't know how to love myself. Um, I don't know what to do now that I'm pregnant. Though the father of this child is very supportive, I, I push him away because I don't know how to receive love. Because I don't love myself. Um, I pray or I ask that I, people can pray for me so I may be able to strengthen my relationship. Thank you, Daily Audio Bible Chronological for being there for me 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 
You are such a blessing in my life. Your encouragement through the teachings and your commentaries and the prayer requests and praise reports of and comments of the people who call in are such a blessing to me and such an encouragement. And I pray that in 2023, I will let my light shine and my joy shine for my love for Jesus and that it might be so bright that others would ask and want to also know our Lord. I want to ask for a prayer. I have nine family members with COVID. I was around them and I'm praying really hard. I don't get it again as I'm still not over the COVID exhaustion, headache, um, memory fog, and, and that from having COVID in August. So pray that my immune system will, will keep me uh, away and um, be with all those who are fighting illness, the COVID, the RSV, the flu that has already killed 1,300 people. Um, Daily Audio Bible, just thank you, thank you, thank you for being there for all of us through the good, the bad, the ugly. God's Word is such an encouragement no matter what mood I'm in. And I just want you to know how much I appreciate you, how thankful I am that I found found you, and just thank you to all the Harden family. God bless everyone for 2023. May our light shine. Happy New Year, my family. This is this Mighty Tortoise from Maryland, and your friend Adrian. Um, I just wanted to say this is this is January 1st, and today is the day every year that I give everything I have and all that I am to God. And I ask him to take me where he wants me to go and do with me what he wants me to do with me what he wants. And so I encourage you to do the same thing. It's very rewarding to give your life to God. And there's nothing better than to have him direct your life completely. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to encourage you to do that. Uh, also, I just discovered that I had been thinking that I've been that I've been at Dabra for seven years, and according to China, it's only been six. She said she's she's only done chronological for five years, which and I've been doing it for a year longer than she's been doing chronological. So, I've only been at Dabra for six years, so I'm still relatively new at this. But anyway, happy New Year, guys! I love you so much. This is your friend Adrian in Maryland. <laughs>